Welcome to Founding Impact, where we talk about impact startup ecosystem in Europe. I'm Maciej Gałkiewicz. And I'm Kasia Zalewska. We are Impact Angel Investors from Ragnarsson. Hello guys, welcome back to Founding Impact. Today we have a really cool guest, Katrin uh, Heuser from The Green Spring. Uh, she's your go-to person to all things related to sales and go-to-market strategy. Katrin, uh, welcome. Hello, super cool to have Hi. you here. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, likewise. Uh, can we maybe start with a short introducing, uh, if you can start with short introducing yourself, what are you doing right now and how actually you ended up in impact space, which is related to sales, obviously everyone knows that. Uh, what's, your, what's your road to how you get, got here? Sure. Uh, well, let me start with that, with that part and then go into what I'm doing now because it's all related and part of the same journey, I would say. Um, I initially started off um, studying classic uh, business and economics with an international focus um, and, and did that in, uh, in Copenhagen and Milan, amongst others, and, and ended up after that um, in, in some corporate roles, worked for, uh, for a couple of bigger companies, always in corporate strategy and, uh, and did some years in in-house consulting as well. Um, and and somehow I always knew or something was always missing and I always wanted to do something m more with what I had studied or what I had learned. Um, and so four and a half years ago, more or less, um, I quit my job in Madrid at the time and moved over to Berlin to participate in a program um, or to be an associate in a program called On Purpose, um, which I sometimes like to call like a mini MBA for the for the impact sector. So it's a it's a program for people like myself who already have some work experience but wanted to do something more with their careers and, and with their lives. Um, and during that program um, there was a lot of like personality and leadership development. Um, we had weekly trainings and a coach and mentor, but we also uh, worked in two different um, partner organizations um, from the like, broader social sector could be um, foundations or uh, also corporates or uh, a lot of social enterprises, actually. So I worked um, in two startups and that was my entrance into, I would say, the impact space, but also the, the startup space. And I had never really thought of myself as a founder or somebody doing her own thing. Um, but yeah, after On Purpose, I started freelancing um, and that was the first step to like doing my own thing and then um, met my co-founder Antoine um, who is a, an, an impact business angel he invests in in startups um, and we did two really fun projects together um, and realized that we that we like working together and that we have the same ideas and that we have the same kind of like direction of things that we want to do um, and both of those were already were also related to setting up go-to-market strategies for companies and uh, for one company and one startup um, and and then we continued kind of like our conversations and by middle of last year decided to um, to found the green spring together with the idea of being um, a springboard for sustainable ideas that's where the the spring comes from to be a springboard for sustainable ideas um, and also to um, to be a partner for our clients, no matter which life cycle stage they're in. So we wanna we wanna 
we want to be able to help them when they're really new in the market and and still collecting market insights, getting to product market fit. We also want to be able to help them when when they're a bit further ahead and when they're moving, when they want to improve um, their sales or, or get their sales going. And we also want to be able to help them when they're more established in the market. And um, based on that, we have um, kind of by now built um, three pillars. One um, is one is more related to strategy and and more specifically sustainability strategies. So we have companies um, or organizations that are already in the market and, and, um, and, and wanted to do something with sustainability, but maybe they don't really know what it is or how they should approach it. Um, uh, so that's, if, if you're at that stage, that's a good point um, and we can help you with that. Um, but we also, um, and I think that that's a more interesting focus for our conversation today, uh, we also work with, with founders and with startups who have sustainable innovative ideas or services and and we support them more on the business and sales side and so we um um yeah maybe let's let's go into more detail yeah, before uh, we dive later. into into like and specific just to cases it off, like the third pillar is and that's something that we're building up uh, right now and i know we've talked about it is the investment side so to also be able to uh, help uh, to support founders um when they're when they're really on uh, early on in their phase uh, in their in their startup life cycle phase and um, yeah, move into into the investment space more as the Green Spring as well. Thank you so much, uh, Katrin, for the for the overview. Uh, what is also always especially interesting, uh, at least to, at least to me, is uh, like the the nitty gritty of of the story. So you said something was always missing, and I, I wonder what were your thinking back in Milan when you decided to move to Berlin? Was it like this leap of faith? I go to Berlin. I start being in. The, I start working in the impact space, or it was some some sort of an opportunity that you just seized that you saw that might be relevant. It was a. It was also a process for me. I um. So when I when I was in uh, it was Madrid <laughs> at that time. When I was in Madrid, I um. In that company that I was in, I had kind of done all the things that I thought were interesting there, and I knew that. There was no, I, I couldn't see any other role that I wanted to grow into that that would interest me. So I can I knew that I was gonna leave, um, and and started looking around, um, and then and then this on purpose thing came up, and I applied and and I got in, and and it was still a leap of faith because it was a big change to to what I was used to, and and I think at the time, had you asked me beforehand, I would have probably seen myself more in a like. CSR role somewhere in a bigger company and not necessarily in, in like social enterprises. Um, but yeah, it was a, a mix. I definitely knew that I wanted to leave. I also kind of knew that it probably like the impact space or yeah, my next step probably wasn't going to be in Madrid, but I, I really liked Berlin. I always wanted to give it a try. And then this opportunity popped up and it, it seemed like the, a good fit. Um, yeah, for my next step. Was there anything uh, that surprised you at the end when you when you arrived in Berlin and started working? Um, the first thing that comes to mind, nothing to do with the professional side, was the weather. <laughs> that was a hard <laughs> transition. <laughs> Comparing well, to Madrid, I wouldn't expect uh, much from Berlin, but <laughs> right. yeah, my expectations were too high. Um, and then on the professional side. Um, 
Hmm. Did something surprise me? In, in a, a way in that a the, the, the space way, was, yep. Um, in a very positive way, the people, I think, yeah, and it, it, that's something probably also, that's probably also the thing that was missing. Like it was the first time that I felt that no, no matter who I talk to, and I still feel that today, and I'm really grateful for that, no matter who I talk to, like we, we, we share the same visions and we share the same kind of like desire to change the world. While in my roles before, I was, you know, my old team, they, they called me the tree hugger. And it was like, I was like the, the, in German, we say Öko, you know, like I was like the, the weird green one who, who like mm-hmm. wanted to recycle coffee cups and stuff like that. So, um, while now, yeah, I don't know, the, the community or the, the people that I work with are much more aligned in, in, in terms of, you know, what we want to get out of life and also what, how we want to, what impact we want to have on the world. I, I need to comment on it uh, because I remember our first conversation on the rooftop of the of the space that you work from. And uh, I remember that in, in three, five, five minutes, everything was clear. Like uh, the, the mindset, the, the values, uh, all, all, all was aligned and we didn't need like a huge conversation to, to understand why we are here and what we are trying to yeah. achieve. So... Um, obviously it's not, uh, it's not the only conversation that I had in Berlin with like-minded people. So I definitely agree with the vibe of, of Berlin when it comes to impact. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes it, I don't know, makes it a lot, makes it really exciting to, and, and, and easier also to work towards easier. that maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes grand and naive vision of wanting to change the world. But if you're, if you're surrounded by like-minded people, then, then it's much more fun. All of a sudden, it it could be uh, feasible. It could be it could happen, and you don't need to be convincing people for the next uh, to twenty exactly. years to start doing things. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Cool. Um, yeah, maybe we could go a bit into um, into what you do at the Green Spring in a sense of um, the 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 success stories that that you have behind you. I could we could definitely share a bit from our side as well. Since uh, the apart from the mindset, I think we like each other because we do similar things, uh, mm-hmm. but from a different angle. So you're more on the sales side of things plus investment, and we more on the tech side of things plus investment. But I think this is what really initially sparked the conversation, and we, we saw potential to uh, to collaborate uh, in, in different dimensions. Um, yeah, is is there anything? Um, any kind of good example of a success story that that you would be able to share with us today? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think one of the one of the really nice projects and successful projects that we've done is with a company called uh, Sea Trace, also here from Berlin. I'm sure we've talked about them as well beforehand. Greetings. Um, uh, greetings from Volterstrasse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, it was kind of like a. Um, exemplary project um, of, of what we like to do and how we like to um, collaborate with with our clients and what we um, especially like in this on the sales side and what we um, started out um, when we started the conversations with the sea trace um, we we figured that what we could offer them in terms of setting up a concept um, and also I mean, or maybe I, I start a bit earlier, like they were at the stage where they knew that also from an investor's perspective, they needed to uh, boost their sales a little more and, and really kickstart them and get them going and off the ground. Um, 
And what we ended up helping them with was from concept of, okay, how do we, how do you approach the clients? And there was a lot that we could build up on that was, that is also important for us that, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a deal breaker if there's nothing to build up on, but in order to get sales off the ground, really, that's a, that's one of our, that's one of our key learnings. There's a lot of groundwork needed. So the more there's there and the more insight a startup has already into that target market, the easier it is to then actually like approach clients and, and, and sell. And, um, so, uh, what C-Trace does is they have a, a B2B, uh, technological solution that allows um, their clients to bring transparency into, transparency into their supply chain and also communicate that to their customers. Um, and yeah, so to coming back to your question, what we did on the sales side was um, setting up basically a sales department for a couple of months that we then handed over back to them. So we kind of like boosted it, we, we lifted it off the ground, we also we approached uh, a lot of clients um, and did like the hard first cold calls um, and um, and yeah and and also um, we're always in very close feedback loops and and contact with them to be able to incorporate the feedback that we got um, into their product development and and into the sales material that we were sending out so that's another learning um, for us that the, the, the closer and the shorter feedback cycles we can incorporate the the quicker we can move and iterate and and adapt and during the course of the project um we for example decided together with them to shift folk industry focus because we saw that um what we had focused on initially wasn't maybe working as well and and we moved into into another industry so um yeah that was a really uh really nice um, and comprehensive and comprehensive project and I think for C-Trace um, what it helped them with was to kind of like to get that initial because sometimes it's hard to get that initial invest or like initial effort that is needed to get it off the ground to do that in-house because you need a lot of man or woman power um, and finding the right salespeople is not always the easiest from what we see um, and yeah, I think now what we have done for them is build a good fundament um, and now they can build on that and, and develop their sales more in-house. And that's also, and we've talked about this, that's also the role that we see ourselves in to not, you know, become like this external partner that is there forever and, and just continues mm -hmm. to run their whole sales department, but it's more of a give it an initial boost and then hand it back over. And I think uh, from our conversations, that's something that you how you define yourself in the tech space as well, right? Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, if I may jump, uh, <laughs> that's right. Like that's the way we prefer to work with uh, with our clients. That we are not becoming the main team building the product, but in time we are going back and back more into the background and becoming like more a supportive team instead mm -hmm. of uh, of developing the main uh, the main uh, the main product. So I, I fully understand you, but I'm also f also aware that. It's not for everyone to work with uh, agency type of a partner. Um, so could you maybe describe like ideal profile or ideal startup that your offer would be perfect to choose for? Yeah, I mean, I think 
Sea Trace was was is, is a good um, is a good starting point for that. So they were um, or they are um, a startup that had a first proof of concept, and so they knew that their their product was going to work in the market, um, and and had like first market insights collected. Um, they are in B two B, and that's something that we definitely focus on. So um, when it comes to B two C products, we're probably not the right. Um, not the right company uh, to contact. Um, we're we're working with products that are, you know, that need explanation and that need the direct interaction with the client to, yeah, to educate them, to to let them know what what the product can do for them, um, and through that also educate the market because that's what we see with a lot of impact startups as well or impact products that, you know, they're new, they're changing. They're changing the market somehow. They're changing the system, and and so we need a, um, or the startup needs to explain to the client like what is the benefit and why should you change what you what you did before, um, and, I mean of course the, the the awareness and and we create that in in then talking to potential clients the awareness that we won't be the ones within three weeks to sell to increase your sales from like zero to 200 mm-hmm. um, but we we want to be there along the process and help you um, you know from um, and, and help you sell of course but also give you really valuable market feedback and and for you to then be able to adapt your product and and your business model or whatever is needed so um, yeah, I don't know. If I that remember the. <laughs> I I can comment a bit on it because I remember the conversation with Seed Trace before you started collaborating, as as if I'm not mistaken, and the, they struck me as a team with already an, an idea how to approach their clients. You know who the target uh, client is, like different segments of them, different channels, and so on, and. Um, I could imagine that you came and kind of professionalized this thinking that, okay, you more or less know, and now you need to apply discipline process. You know, we need to do X amount of efforts to uh, get Y amount of uh, learnings or ideally sales. Uh, and I, I've seen it also at, at our company when we uh, co- collaborated with a sales consultant, and he also kind of helped to build us this factory. We didn't. We didn't know exactly what was if the factory was going to be producing. I mean, we knew sales <laughs> and uh, and and revenue, but not not exactly in what way, what kind of uh, processes we need, what kind of people. Uh, so I can definitely appreciate the value, uh, like stemming from this kind of help. At least based on our experience, I think it adds a lot of speed, uh, professionalism at the beginning, and also. Um, um, Many of those processes, like with sales, it, it takes a lot of time to kind of understand what we are doing, and I can imagine like it's it's pretty easy to to let go at some point, saying okay, it doesn't doesn't work, so let's just switch to something else, and maybe this is exactly the time when you need to keep going, uh, because it just takes time to refine the message to um, to narrow down the target group and so on. Yeah, yeah, but but on the other hand, there is a big difference between hiring a consultant that helps you professionalize your processes and pointing out the right direction and the difference between hiring someone that will 
act as your sales team? And I can imagine that's like one of the biggest um, doubts that you probably get from potential clients. Like if I hire external sales team that is actually not a part of my company, is not, not really feeling the product, becoming a part of it, uh, it's not the same quality probably, there's not the same motivation. Uh, how do you reply to this type of, uh, of doubts? I, I'm not having, I'm not saying I'm have one, I, but <laughs> I can see it probably pop up to quite, quite often, right? Yeah, no, thanks for the question. It's, uh, you're definitely right. Um, I think on the one hand, um, I mean, we, we definitely then feel ourselves as, as, um, as working for that company and you know like we get um the we get their corporate emails and and you know we act as as if we're working for that company as well um and and what we what we also what we're also open to doing and what we like to do or what we actually like to do as well for our own motivation is incorporate some uh, variable compensation into into the the collaboration agreement um We've also we've also realized that doing projects only based on on variable compensation doesn't work for us. Depending on in most of the cases, in, especially in terms of startups, because the product is very new, the market is very new, and there's like I said, there's a lot of legwork to be done before sales actually lift off. Um, but we're very willing to you know to to be incentivated in a way that. Um, that it makes that it makes sense for both parties, and that that our motivation is um, um, is obviously aligned with with the client. But the, the being aligned meaning uh, working with someone you invested in, and this is the the alignment, or having a deal in place that also is in itself is aligning the interest of of, of both parties. It could be both, um, but so far the the projects that we've done um, were not. Combined with investing on on from on the Greenspring side, okay. um, so yeah, it was incorporated in in the deal to make sure that um, yeah we're that that we're incentivized uh, in you know on a success based. Uh, okay. Okay. Well. Yeah, in our case, it's it's a bit different um, since typically developers don't generate revenue, at least not in a mm -hmm. direct way, the way the sales do it. Uh, and how do you do it then? How do you contract? Yeah, I mean, in case doubts? of in case of clients, it's all about like maintaining a good relationship and expectations. In case of investments, it's a bit easier because they know that we have a vetted interest an interest, mm -hmm. and we are we won't disappear tomorrow. I mean, there is always, obviously, to some extent, this concern, but it could be the same with normal employees that they simply come and go sometimes. Um, and uh, I can show like a, a good example from our side when we invested in a company called Global Changer and they, hold, they uh, help um, C um, SMEs to reduce uh, CO2 emissions. First of all, they need to understand what their emissions are and then they get recommendations on what kind of changes could be implemented. So as you can imagine, this is like a, a complicated piece of software analyzing all sorts of data and then presenting you something really tangible and, and simple to, to, to digest and, and work on. And um, we started the collaboration by doing a side project for them, something that they, they were having like a side project with one of the clients. 
not the core business, uh, the, the core product. And so this is also what helped to establish trust and just make sure that we are really able to work with each other. There is chemistry, there is understanding. And I think this project must have, must have taken around two months or so. And then after a month or two, uh, they came to us to, to get some help on the, on the core product as well. And it's, it's been happening for the last yeah, few months as well. Uh, and so far, so good. Like, uh, uh, as long as we maintain the relationship in itself and not just dive deeply into tickets and all the tasks that needs to be completed, but that also meet from time to time and manage expectations on the work that we are able to deliver with time, it usually, uh, like, it's, it's a good foundation for a healthy collaboration. If I can add to that, I definitely agree. I think you made two really good points. Like, of course, the client relationship is like the essential or the most essential thing. Um, and what we've uh, found to work really well as well is also going splitting a project up into different phases and and adding like an exploration, if you want to call it that way, like an exploration phase of where you, of where we can see how far the product is and also like the startup and we both can see how we work together and, and if we deliver the value that um, that we promised um, instead of like from the start negotiating like a very long contract um, that that people that everyone is then hesitant to go into because you've never worked together so um, yeah that's something that we do as well do you have any like a testing phase where you like give yourself one week to you know test the waters, see if really the cooperation could go the right direction, if you can really help? How does the the start of the um, the, the the partnership? Uh, how does the start look like? It's really different from project to project. Uh, we've had projects where we didn't have a testing phase. Um, what we usually, what we do before even entering into any agreement and also before even putting out an offer is, uh, is that we um, do a couple of sales calls on our end to kind of like get a feel for the product by ourselves um, and to see like, okay, what are, what are doubts? You know, if you do like 10 calls and 10 of them tell you the same doubt, then, then you know that's something that you're going to have to deal with a lot. Um, so just to get like a feel for how easy or how, how difficult it is to to sell the product um, and then yeah in terms of testing phase with the startup it's really it's really different it really depends um, but yeah it, I don't think we had something that we definitely called that, that we explicitly called it a testing phase but we like I said we had different phases and maybe the first phase was uh, was a month and it was more of like getting onboarding getting into it and um, and doing the first calls and, and then we would go into more of a sales mode and actually like, um, yeah, start, okay. start selling the product. Let's maybe uh, forget about a bit uh, for a moment uh, about the fact that we are at least to some extent all salespeople and we also always need to present things in good light. Maybe you. <laughs> maybe I, I, I comes think, with being uh, an entrepreneur no <laughs> Katrin would uh, agree I, I, I hope so a bit uh, yes what happens when, when things go wrong like how does it look like did you have any any cases like that that, that you could share um, yeah we had um, we had a startup that we uh, there was actually one of the first startups that we started working with um, when after founding the Green Spring, and that was probably also a bit naive on my end. Um, to uh, so it was a startup from from Ghana, and um, 
what we um, talked to them about was um, becoming their sales arm here in Germany and in Europe. Um, and they were fully on board and really excited about it. Um, but the way the deal was set up was kind of um, that all the weight and all the need to like to get things off the ground were on our end um, because it was purely commission-based. Um, and, and that's something that I have realized for, for us that it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work because, um, first of all, there's, there's a lot of... It's, you will need to make a lot of sales to get that initial invest back in in terms of time and money. Um, but also, I think it's really important that both parties are... Yeah, are committed and are invested into into this endeavor. Whether it's like, you know, getting sales off in your in your home market, or whether it's expanding into a new market. And you know, like expanding into a new market is kind of like it's it's almost the same invest as getting sales off the ground in your home market because network is so important, and you need to you need to you know build relationships and get a feel for the market. Um, and of course, you can learn from what you've done in in other markets, but it's not a one one to one replica and 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 even if it was you still need to build up the network and and that mm -hmm. just takes um that just takes time and and yeah so the deal was kind of, kind of badly structured and it required a lot for, a lot of effort from your end and uh, exactly yeah. yeah yeah and and if and i think if you know if both parties um invest and agree to like okay we're we're investing in this new market and we're paying um we're paying so that this new market is is getting off the ground then you also from that startup's perspective then you also want to put more effort into it because you know that your money is at stake while when it's a, a purely commission uh, based um approach then you don't really lose anything if it doesn't work um so 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 it gets easier deprioritized mm -hmm. yeah i see yeah i can share uh, something from from our end as well um the the the, the latest uh, project that didn't go exactly as expected was more, more of a of a failure before we actually started um the the project so uh the expectations on both sides uh, didn't match very well we kind of talked the same language but uh, the deeper we went the more we realized that one one side wants something the other side is able to deliver something else and at the beginning at least we thought okay more or less this is what you need and this is the solution that we have and then the further we went we went into the project uh, the more we realized that it's it's a completely different thing something that we are simply maybe not that we are not able to deliver but rather not in the timeline that was ex expected um and on and the other side thought, well, I thought you, you would have people no matter like the, the problem at hand. And we thought, well, not really. <laughs> the, the the market is tough, it's it's difficult for us to, to find people. So this management, this expectation management and also evaluating what's actually needed, what why these this specific client uh, what this specific client is looking for and if this is really something that we can do. I was 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 missing, uh, and also a bit like um, the the relationship between our team and uh, clients team. Simply, the chemistry was was not there. Like there was a bit of it, but uh, not enough to uh, to go through all those uh, struggles. Uh, 
So as much as I hate um, failures, uh, I mean sometimes sometimes it happens. At least we uh, we we decided to to stop the collaboration in peace, and uh, uh, I would say we we would still uh, stop on the street if if we came <laughs> approach <laughs> each other at at some point, and we and we would you know no Christmas cards, come on, <laughs> <laughs> exchange a few good words. So. Uh, the relationship was saved at the end, but uh, obviously there was some this 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 taste this taste. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I mean a really good learning, right? That how important initial expectation management and setting is, and that's something that yeah, we're the, learning. The, the kind of learning we had uh, a few years before with uh, with on the recruitment side, and uh, you know after a few years we forgot how to handle those. <laughs> It was, it was a good, good reminder. Good reminder. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Some mistakes just keep happening, but uh. <laughs> uh, if we can change a, a topic a little bit, because I'm really interested uh, in how are you managing the mix between your impact um, motivation, impact perspective, uh, with, uh, with basically finding a client. I know that you established the Green Spring with having this impact in mind that you really want to work with impactful startups that are doing something meaningful. How does it work in practice? Actually, tricky question, I know. Yeah, it's a tricky question, um, and it probably also depends on the day that you ask me. And <laughs> you know, you can always there's always more impact that you can create, and it's it's a it's it's a daily. I don't want to call it not struggle, but it's a daily uh, like balancing of um, you know like how far do you go into your idealism and how pragmatic are you and i think that's something that um that is also different for every project that we do and there's uh, projects that have a clearer and and more immediate impact and that there's others where um where maybe it's um like i don't want to say we we so far thank god and um, i'm really grateful <laughs> for that like we haven't done any project where i said like no there there was no impact we just but we still went ahead and do it, it, it did it. It's um, um, the, like I said, there's there's differences in, in how immediate it is, or maybe on or how big it is. But um, I don't know. Sometimes you know when you when you got into the world and and you set out on doing something, then all of a sudden you're like, how is it even supposed to happen? And then it just happens. But um, yeah, I'm so far. Um, I don't think we had to make many compromises on that end um, and al and also maybe because the the scene in berlin is is quite big right um, and i think i through the through the work that i'd done in the years before and through the on purpose program i'm um, i'm also pretty well connected and and antoine my co-founder is as well um, through all of his investments so yeah it's probably a mix of you know, the intention that we set out into the world and, and the networks that we have uh, that are really helpful. Yeah, that's really cool to, to find people that that your idea resonates with, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's something that we are also not struggling, but uh, trying to find a balance <laughs> on a daily basis. Also on the agency side, we're trying to uh, shift our activities more towards uh, working with impactful projects. And uh, as you said, it's not easy. Uh, we're slowly... I would say we are slowly getting there. We are in a different uh, situation because we we were founded 15 years ago, and obviously there is legacy you need to maintain. So there is this transitionary period where 
some of the projects are, are more impact driven. So the, some of the projects started like a few years ago when we when we weren't in, in this space. Um, I would also say that in, in our case, like the investment part is, is clearly impact focused and the, the development part uh, is, is kind of catching up depending on how the, how the deal flow um, mm -hmm. evolves. Um, yeah. In our case, it's more like having this goal in mind and pushing towards it, but uh, not really having like a deadline that we need to, you know, achieve. Uh, then we'll be happy. We're happy with just having this in mind and just following the road wherever it takes us. Yeah. Uh, and so and far, think, it's good. I think if I can add to that, is it's also sometimes impact can come from different angles than you would expect. What I see a lot right now um, is that that also you know, companies who previously didn't consider themselves wanting to make a good impact on the world necessarily or didn't define themselves as such, um, start thinking about it. And um, we've also done projects with companies, like I said, to to help them start out on the sustainability journey. So maybe at some point your, your, your existing clients um, will want to develop a product that, that does something good, you know, like you never know where it comes from. And then your, your legacy um, might be really beneficial and, and can turn into something with, with bigger impact. Yeah, I know that you're talking to, to a lot of people around this topic, exactly like how to implement sustainability in companies. Do you have any like really cool success stories uh, to share or any really unusual, untypical ways to approach the, the topic of sustainability? Mm, I think... Uh, in, in a really interesting case for me and really successful one and, and unusual, yeah, is um, it's a, they're a machine construction company from, from the south of Germany called InnoE. And we also, we met them through my co-founder Antoine because he invested in them and together with, with other new investors. Um, and, and we've kind of, it, it's really beautiful because we've gone through a whole journey with them and we started out by by helping them set up really like a, a vision that is connected to sustainability, which is something that they didn't have before, but that they were fully on board with the new investors and, and, and also with their team. Um, and yeah, and that was something, and, and that was interesting for me as well, because like I said, they, they, they weren't really, it, everything that I introduced to them was new, but they were really excited about it. So that was, that was really cool to the point that a couple of months ago, the, the CEO calls me and he's like, oh, I was thinking we could do this. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> um, and, and, um, and at the same time, um, or not at the same time, but in the process of this, um, now we're, for example, we're helping them on the sales side and on the business development side as well. So it's, um, yeah, I would say it's an unusual case because um, we started off from scratch and, and, and now we were able to, yeah, to build them into into a company that that I don't know builds machines that that help you recycle batteries or that um, um, help you reuse. Um, oh God, I don't know uh, the English word, but help you reuse waste that is that is otherwise mm -hmm. wasted or burned. Yeah, that's really cool. They got high on sustainability and cannot stop now. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, like we all do, just... hopefully, eventually. <laughs> Just, just maybe one comment from from my end, like looking from from Ragnarsson's perspective, um, um, I would also say that uh, you know for many years we we were 
ignorant about sustainability and uh, those topics and something was missing also in our journey to 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 impact and then we realized what was it and how how to what to do about it uh, so i can imagine the case with the with the construction company must have been really uh fun to work with when when somebody is really willing to go into some direction that it's a bit new to them but uh it could be a really a game changer and at the same time something that that you also value um Cool. Yeah, and Got I think it. So, what I see in these kind of projects, just like a little add-on, um, is how important it is to make it more tangible because sustainability is such a big and abstract concept. And as soon as people understand how they, what they can do in their industry, in their market, in their uh, company, then it can become fun because then it means innovation and new things. Um, and, new and challenges just, to, to tackle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had a bit uh, of this moment uh, within our company when we started um, having like company-wide discussions about different problems, like for instance with food waste. Uh, I remember when one guy uh, from our company did the presentation and people, some people obviously were familiar with the topic, some, some people not so much. And there's always a lot of learnings stemming from it in the sense of, oh, I had no clue the problem was so big and now I'm going to do this and that because you gave very tangible examples. What I can do in my just personal life to to avoid so much uh, food waste. Um, yeah, so it's also like, for me personally, it was really nice to see how people exchange ideas and they start changing their, their lives and shifting more into yeah. uh, into the direction of, of, of sustainable uh, living one way or, or another. Exactly, yeah. Cool. Um, maybe to to wrap it up a, a bit. Um, so at the beginning, you told us that the, your main focus is in the B two B space. You're very good at helping companies with uh, this initial profes- professionalization of of their sales strategy. Uh, do you have any specific industries that you're you're better positioned than than others, or this is really industry agnostic? I would say it's really industry agnostic. We're more with the B2B focus. We, we've worked across very different industries so far. Got it. Got it. So industry agnostic and also you mentioned, uh, you gave us a case of a seed trace, so a startup. Um, you also gave a case of, of the construction company. Are they a, a startup or a more established company? Yeah, it's a it's a. F- Fun mix. I mean, they they are an established company, but now they're acting more as a startup in this new setup. Oh, oh, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Getting younger with every year, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, startups, established companies, industry agnostic, B two B sales. Um, any anything else that it's important to to kind of send the message? Who would be a good fit for you? Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty good summary, um, and and also um, companies who who wish to start their sustainability journey and kind of like do the first steps there. And we've worked with a couple of them um, to yeah to to lay out like a roadmap and and kind of define define a strategy. Um, and also adding on um, to the sales bit, uh, we've. I think I've touched upon it earlier, like we've worked with companies who want to grow their sales, their, their initial sales, but also with companies who who want to 
come into the German market or come into the European market and have an established home base somewhere else. Cool. We will show more details uh, below the, the recording. Um, I think that's all for today. Thank you so much, guys, for, for the conversation. Thank you, thank you so much, uh, Katrin, for being with us. And thank you all to all of you guys for listening and stay tuned for, for the next episodes.